Welcome back to Games Overboard. I'm PJ. Hey, I'm Dan. I'm Owen. Yeah, Owen's with us today. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just—I'm <laughs> sorry. This is this is bugging me. I I need to throw this out there. Every time I see you mess with those dials and everything, I think of the 1966 Batman TV show when they started the Batmobile. I can mute you right I now. I know you can. <laughs> 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 just atomic battery to, to power engines to speed. <laughs> just like twisting it up. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, boy. Okay, so what are we talking about today? All right, we're talking about Scythe. Yeah! Now, we've been talking about this for quite a while, and we're (laughs) finally uh, playing it for the how manyth time for us? Oh, man. A lot. Fourth, probably? Fourth or fifth. For you and me. Yeah. For me, it's like 15th or something. And for Owen, it's his first time. Yeah. So we have a whole range of different <clears throat> viewpoints that we can use to talk about this game, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I haven't played this in a while, so um, it it took me a few seconds to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this game was made in 2016 by Jamie Stegmeier, and it was like the game back in the day. Uh, this this game sold for over $250. Because people were like ravenous to get their hands on this game. Holy crap! I paid fifty six. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you made out on that. One. Yeah, I waited a couple of years. I'm like, I'm not touching that right now. <laughs> and and I heard like it's a slow game, and yeah, I wasn't sure because I was still early into the hobby. I'm like, I don't know if I want a slow game right now. Uh, like what exactly that means? So I avoided it for a couple of years, which ended up working in my favor. Yeah, it did, monetarily speaking. Yeah. yeah. But this game was number one in the world until Gloomhaven came a year later and kicked it out of, the, <laughs> out of that spot. Well, I can see why. That's also a massive game. Yep. And uh, it's sitting at, I looked it up, I think 16th of all time. Best game of all time. Wow. Yeah, 16th. Where does Battleship fall in that? Oh, God. <clears throat> <laughs> way down the list. <laughs> what? It's Battleship. I was going to say, like, Battleship has to be, like, higher. It's gotta be Hold in, like, on, the see. top 20. Battleship, 1931. You sunk mine. Its game rank is 23,462. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I feel really bad. I love... Where did you find the Muppets? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. To- totally, just totally out of context. <laughs> talking about Battleship and all of a sudden Muppets. Well, that's how talking about works. board games and just like, oh my, where'd you get the Muppets? I love the Muppets. <laughs> so, Scythe. Uh, this game is interesting because it started with the artwork and then they built a game around it. And I think that's awesome. That's such a cool way to do something. The artwork Um, is just phenomenal. Yeah, like if you flip over any of those green encounter cards, like the artwork is amazing in all of them. And all the player boards are awesome. Uh, The board is fantastic. At first I thought it was ugly because like, all you see are kind of red hexes and weird lines, but then you start to look at the details of it. Let's not also talk about the uh, uh, Easter eggs. Like, All the uh, Easter eggs. <laughs> Thor. Thor <laughs> and Lord Riding Hood and Santa Claus. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, and I can understand why when you first saw this, you'd think it was ugly because it's especially... It looks like a bunch of bright colors. It does. It does. Like when you start, if this is... 
if this is going to be the game that's going to start you off into gaming, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, it, the board is daunting. It's really daunting. Um, you've got all this stuff going on right in front of you. You've got three different counters on three sides of the board. You've got a placement for seven different factions and there's little space for each one while the rest is just the sprawling expanse that you just have to go and dominate. So it can be pretty daunting for people that just come into it the first time or just looking at the board for the first time. Yep. So I know what really catches my eye is the miniatures. <coughs> like, I know a lot of board games, they have, like, these phenomenal, really detailed miniatures, but I don't know. It's just something about... What's, what's this game contrast about uh diesel punk diesel punk yeah, yeah not steampunk diesel punk i i really yeah. i really <clears throat> enjoy the mechs the airships i like how heavy they are too and like <coughs> like chunky they are when you just plop them on the board right? and <clears throat> yeah so what's really cool about this is it is an alternate timeline Starting in the 1920s. What was it? Uh, what was it about? <clears throat> Nikola Tesla or something? Yeah, Tesla made these mechs for like farming and for good things, and then the uh, governments got a hold of them and turned them into what governments are best uh-huh. to do: war machines. Yeah. <laughs> and so he left his factory open and just noped out of the area, and everyone's fighting for the factory. Pretty much. Pretty much. We'll get to that subject later, young man. If I was Nikola Tesla, I would just <laughs> shoot myself. Knowing the whole world is just after my stuff. Well, yep. I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't shoot myself. I'd run away with my pet pigeons because he uh, absolutely loved, especially one pigeon. It was kind of creepy. If you want to look more into that, just go ahead and look up Nikola Tesla. Now yeah. you guys are looking at me like I'm strange. Yeah, no, it's true. Read it. Owen's looking it up. <laughs> he had an obsession with one particular pigeon. All right. So uh, while he's looking this up, let's continue. <laughs> moving on with more components. Uh, I said this in my Gloomhaven review, too, that this is the first game that really felt like a luxury item. As soon as you oh, yeah. open the box, everything just feels good about like. This is the first time I ever painted minis because I felt like they deserved it. Now, this is the first time that I've played it since you've expanded upon it. Um, mm-hmm. When you originally got it, when I played so many times with you, it was just cardboard pieces and minis pieces. were unpainted. Minis were unpainted, but the minis haven't changed. They're still the same. They're still made out of nice, hardy plastics. Mm-hmm. Um, so are your, your characters. Uh, your characters get their own little minis as well. And uh, uh, everything else is wooden pieces, and your um, money and st- that kind of stuff was cardboard, cardboard and a, a thick cardboard. So again, it didn't feel super cheap. No, they're nice components. They were nice they're components, really nice. but you picked up the upgrade pack, and the upgrade pack is ridiculous. I mean, you've got uh, steel ingots here that are actually metal. actually metal. You have heft and weight to them. That's what really uh, um, impressed me was yeah. that they're actually like really heavy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. You, you get money. You get money, and before your money was just cardboard. Uh, this time they're actually metal coins. Yeah, and I like how you, <laughs> as someone jingles theirs. <laughs> Owen, um, I'm sorry, Fred signing. <laughs> but this is this is cool because um, it looks. This exactly the same like they did as the cardboard pieces, but they've got heft to them. They've got weight, and yeah, they make a really nice uh, uh, sound when they clank. It's so satisfying. It is really satisfying. That was the word I was thinking of, and it lost me. Yep, or I lost it. 
Either way. It always happens to me. Yeah. Anyway. We to- lose you all the time. Total side so. note, um, when you were talking about Nikola Tesla and the pigeon, yeah. um, it said that N- uh, Tesla never married, but he admitted to falling in love with a very special white pigeon that visited him regularly. He, uh-huh. he reportedly said, I love, I love that pigeon as a man loves a woman, and she loved me. Yes. I told you. Oh, Tesla. I told you. He better not have had any of uh, sexual, relations? sexual relations with the pigeon. That poor pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time you ever saw the pigeon. <laughs> I just reminded you of the black adder. My speckled Jim. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, yeah, that was a tangent that everyone's going, oh, what the heck is she talking Moving about? Moving on. So, on with the components of uh, the player boards. <clears throat> the player boards look awesome. So, just like your normal cards that you would get here and the board that is detailed. Your character, oops, sorry, your character and player boards are equally awesome and detailed. And the cool thing about this is, every one of them is different. Yeah, everything is different. So, no player is going to have the same stuff on their board. And uh, the nice thing is too, like they're dual layered, which again adds like the quality of yeah. it. But also, things just don't move. You know, there everything has like its own little inlaid area where it belongs and you know you're moving things from the top of the board to the other to upgrade them and you're you know everything just makes sense looking at it the way it's designed and all that where if it's green it's stuff you get if it's red you see <coughs> stuff you, stuff pay, you have for. To pay for and the cool thing about this layout is it's very much it's and when i first even saw this i think i told this to you it looks so much like a computer game that's just literally right laid right out in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it translates well for the digital version. And it does. There is a digital version if you're if you're interested in playing this game without forking out the fifty sixty bucks for it. You can get uh, a ten dollar version on Steam. You on the also, Play Store, it's uh, nine dollars. On the Play Store, it's about ten dollars, and you can also get it tax and all that. Yeah. Well, yeah, tax and all that. Yeah, never mind. Ten dollars. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's nine ninety nine, and then tax. So it's going to be over ten dollars. I'm sorry, yeah. I lied. Like ten and change. Anyway, still cheaper than like sixty or something. <laughs> yes, congratulations, Owen. Ten dollars is less than sixty. I know. I did math. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so these boards are so cool. And like I said, a lot of the things aren't going to be the same. Everybody has their own special abilities, which is really cool. So, PJ, what do you have there for your special ability on yours? So, I have the Nords, and they can cross rivers without needing a mech. They can just swim across a river. Yeah, and that's something that you get naturally while everybody else has to get a mech that has that ability to unlock for the rest of their character. For me, yeah. So I will say it's only for my workers. Like, my character couldn't have left their peninsula. Right. But my workers could have started spreading out. Right. Uh, My character here is uh, the Germans, uh, or what would be the Germanic forces, and they have something called Dominate. So to win the game, you have to use... The Saxony. Saxon. So, yeah, Saxony, Germanic. Yep. So you get these little pieces here, these little star pieces, and those are your victory tokens. The first person to use all six ends the game. Ends the game. You don't necessarily you win. Don't wanna, yeah, you might not win, but you end the game. I could have completely destroyed the game immediately. I still would have lost horribly because <laughs> uh, if I get one of this, if I use my special ability here, there's no limit to the number of stars you can place when completing an objective or winning combat. Yep. So I could have gotten rid of everything. 
Because he completed an objective as his first placement for a star. That's right. So everybody has these advantages and disadvantages. And it's really, really cool to see how these things play out. When I did that, PJ's jaw dropped because he went, oh, crap. Yes. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, shout out to PJ for painting the miniatures. Oh, the miniatures look fantastic. Amazing. Well, thank you. I I can't do it. (laughs) You just need to practice. I'm trying. You just have to believe. This game was my first time ever painting. Yeah, and it looks phenomenal. <laughs> it looks good. It yeah. looks really good. Uh, so some of the other components you get with this are um, an array of different cards that do different things here. Um, yeah, you got combat cards, which mm-hmm. you use for betting like points for fighting other people. Which happens rarely in this game. It does. Uh, when combat does happen, it really does take a toll on you. Yep. Uh, they're the objective cards, which we talked about, where everyone has a secret objective that they're trying to work for to get a star. There are encounter cards, which always give you good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be like coming across a herd of cows, and maybe you want to kill one of those cows and get some food. Right. Or, you know, maybe it's finding a defunct mech and then you can scavenge it for scrap yep things like that a lot of really cool fun things um and of course we talked about it already uh at the center of the map is nikolai tesla's abandoned factory and if you make it into the factory with your character um you get to choose one of the factory cards and that factory card opens up a new slot for you to play things on yep with your character card itself so of course, you get to look through all of them. There's only, what, four, I think? Is it however many Factory players plus one? equal to players plus one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so in our case, three, we had four cards here to choose from. Yep. Now you get to look at all of the cards before you choose which one you want to use and use that to your advantage. Yep. So let's real quick talk about, again, how the game plays for a little bit. Yeah. We didn't really talk about that. We haven't. Uh, so the game <laughs> the game is slow. <laughs> I game is slow. <laughs> um but it's it's almost like chess in that you're always thinking ahead always you know that's also a slow game for the most part like sure you're losing pawns left and right but you know the the game itself takes a while it's a very it's a very strategic thinking kind of game um so at its heart this game is like an action selection game where there are only four spots that you can pick to uh to move this little selector and then you do you know you get stuff on the top of that section and then you at the bottom if you have enough resources built up you can pay to get something else and that's essentially the game is doing one of these four things getting the stuff at the top and then paying to do something at the bottom yep uh and then it's just knowing what those things mean and when to use them that's the tricky part yeah that's where you really have to think and what's funny is even in the instruction books, uh, the instruction book here, it tells you uh, click, just randomly <laughs> just start click. hitting buttons and yeah, see hit, what start happens. Hitting buttons and see what happens. So <laughs> I wish I could find that that line in the book because as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I mean, even the instructions are pretty easy to follow, which thankfully, because a game that of this size, it can easily get daunting, and you can go, I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because you just have so many options, so you like it's nice that there are 
there's a card that tells you like what to do you know like to give you a guide of how you should be working so it's like first Mm -hmm. turn take one of the top row actions that no one else has tried second turn work towards taking both the top and bottom row action at the same turn third turn use your faction ability if possible so it kind of like they're you know they kind of tell you like you know some ideas of what to do there yeah but then there are like the objective cards that also give you a little guide of like what you should be doing next yeah so it's (laughs) It's it's still it's not holding your hand, but it's pushing you in a direction to play to its fullest ability. Yep, which is pretty neat. Uh, so let's talk about things that work. Uh, Where are some things that just really feel good? What feel that the, really mesh? The minis, the characters look amazing, and the new pieces are phenomenal. <coughs> um, the game still works without them, mm-hmm. but it just adds a whole other layer that wasn't there the last time we played. Um, I agree. The feel the the feeling of um, just quality that this game has really oh god this is really yeah. So I can. Why totally, are you looking at that? I can totally hear somebody in the background. What's going on? They're oh, it's pimple popping videos. That's disgusting. Why? Off topic. Why <laughs> do girls? like that i don't my, know it's, uh, anytime i get a new pimple my girlfriend is just like Oop, dibs 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 i like how she has face. to call dibs on that like someone else oh, is gonna do it good. exactly like who else is gonna do it did you see that one that got all out at once it's beautiful did you ever see the spider bite ones those are nasty no, those are oh those are disgusting yeah. man they're the round recluse ones just any of them Ugh. Excuse me. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's because you're coughing. You're like, oh, I'm going to throw Boy, that's going to be edited. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to keep it in there just because he said that now. Oh, you jerk. <laughs> hey, it just means less work for him. So yeah, the, guess. <laughs> the components really work for me. The hidden depth of it really works for me. Like, it on the surface well on the surface it looks complicated <laughs> well and then you see you only have four options every turn mm-hmm. well technically only three after the first turn you only have three options because you you know once you do one you can't do that one a second like, time that's right you can't do it again unless you're one certain faction where you can but that's it so you only have three options after the first turn so it becomes very simple after that except for you know, like underneath that simplicity, it's there's a lot of strategizing, as Owen said. Like, there's very strategic. Oh, yeah. Even though you only have three spaces on the board that you can actually go to, it's pretty incredible that, you know, you can do that. Oh, yeah. I really like how this game is designed. It's It really forces you to think to even achieve even a modicum of victory on it. Yep. It's just visually appealing. My throat is just very dry right now. Yeah, I see that. <clears throat> You should uh, take a drink. I did. Take another Didn't one. do anything. Actually, hand me that water. That would be better than the tea, which is full of garbage. <laughs> and antioxidants. And here you are drinking oh, that fruit water. Yeah. Fruit water. Man, that stuff dries you out faster. So is tea. They're, uh, all full. They're all full of garbage. I mean, so is soda, but, you know. Yep. Anyways. I'm a fat kid at heart, so. Hey, I know, PJ. Maybe you should eat some cheese. That'll definitely clear you. That's it. Mm-hmm. That'll do yeah, it. Yeah, totally. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the more I look at the map, I just uh, I don't know. You you guys said the map was. What did you guys say about the map? Like it was wasn't appealing for me at first. At first, it wasn't because all I saw was like bright colors all over the place and for whatever reason like these red hexes that represent the tunnels when i look at like a screenshot of it on a computer like that's all i saw oh. was like those red hexes and so i was like well, it kind of takes away from the artwork of the board and everything <laughs> but then when you see it in person it's different you know but yeah but yeah like that was another reason why i i avoided the game is a i heard it was really slow and everything and i'm like nah, not really for me but then I saw the pictures of it, and on, you know, like looking at them on a computer screen is way different than in person, and it just didn't appeal to me. When you first showed first. me, when you first showed me the map, I, I kind of just more paid attention also to the just colorful, colorful aspects of it, but it just is impressive, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't you say you had like a bigger version of it? There is, um, this is the small version. <laughs> we can flip it over. Uh, I tried originally using the large version, but it went over, like, off the table on the edges. Oh. It's gigantic. But, yeah, there you can buy for, like, $10 an add-on that makes the board significantly larger. I think it's, like, 75% larger. Uh, it's almost double in size. That's, that's but, nice. That means that you can actually fit all of your pieces in the one hex, where like we were really struggling to keep all of our pieces like in one space, you know, one territory. <laughs> That's because somebody, sorry, both of you just kept piling things up to no end. Yep, That's right. You guys are hoarders. But the thing is, they hoarders. planned for that because they had a on the opposite side of the board, like yeah, they the already large had the bigger side. side, yeah. So they planned for that. You know, they knew it was going to happen because that's you know what they did a lot of playtesting and they saw this coming. I really enjoy, yeah, just all the components too. Like the fact that they had all the Kickstarter exclusives and this, they will always have the Kickstarter exclusives available for people to buy, you know, just, you know, where other companies. Yeah. Did you get to, did you back me on Kickstarter while you're, nope. Okay. You're never going to get what these guys just got. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. I really don't think that's fair. Like I'm going to miss out on the color out of space expansion for Cthulhu Death May Die because I didn't back on Kickstarter. That's really sad because... Being, and that company will never release it again. That sucks. Th- that's that how really they roll. That sucks because us being big <clears throat> HP Lovecraft fans and fans of that game, that's something you want to have. Yeah, and fans of that story especially. Oh, yeah. That's but a anyways, fantastic story. Yeah. By fantastic, I mean messed up beyond all belief. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Jamie Stegmeier, uh, this was the only game he put on ki- Kickstarter. And he said he would never have Kickstarter exclusives, like, well, be, be exclusive. Yeah. So while some people got this for free because they were stretch goals on Kickstarter, uh, you know, we, I had to pay extra for it, but still it was out there for me, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk about combat here for a second. Um, it is a minor role in the game, but mm-hmm. it's still something really important. Do you uh, like it? I <laughs> it's one of the biggest complaints is how combat plays out. Um, I you know I like the way the combat plays out because again it makes you really really um, think about pushing that red button to attack your enemies. 
I mean, you really have to be confident that you're going to take it down or you will lose dearly. Yeah. And um, one thing that Shut Up and Sit Down said that I echoed today when we were playing is it's almost worse than dying when you lose in combat because your pieces oh, yeah. go way back to the beginning. Is you don't, yeah, and you don't. it's like, well, they're kind of worthless because yeah. to get them back to the front lines is going to take forever. You're going to waste so many, well, you're going to waste <laughs> at least, what, two turns to get back to even one space yeah from the beginning so now you've just made this even longer for yourself to get there that's why i'm that's why i like the combat it's not something where you can just say well i've got the forces here uh i'm gonna attack you owen and then oh i lost <laughs> oh well i'll just build that back up yeah it's i lost crap i lost <laughs> <laughs> i need to recuperate from this now <laughs> now i am literally five steps back from where i started and i have to figure out a way to get myself back to where we were yep um, but the way that that runs is pretty neat. Like we said, we've got those little combat cards, but you have a little wheel here. Um, where you wager how you much... Where you wager how much... Uh, basically, how much power yep. that you have, and that's all based on what your army size is, which is located on the lower uh, right. right-hand portion of the board. And uh, that's all you get to wager. You can't wager any more than that, but those extra combat cards that you get at the beginning of the game, you slip in there, and that gives you the extra force that you may need to take over an opponent. Yep. And I was so mad because I faced PJ today. <laughs> and I, I took my highest card that I had because I only had a force of two. And he beat me by two. <laughs> and I lost everything. <laughs> yep. So you You're really, welcome. I mean, it really, it's literal. A literal gamble on this. And the, the, really, the really cool thing is if you win and there are workers there and they get kicked back to their home place, you lose popularity for every worker that gets kicked out of their spot because <laughs> no one likes to be evicted from their homes. That's right. That's right. Well, so I did, you, lose I did a, that. you can lose a lot of popularity doing that. I did that. Yep. Do you want to take that? You know what? My people like me enough. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so again, like the, <clears throat> the thought process behind all of it is just amazing and fantastic. Anything that doesn't work for you in this game? You know, I, I can't think of anything that doesn't work just because it's, in my opinion, that well-crafted. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't played it enough to not so, see any reason yeah. to dislike any kind of uh, way. Well, you know me, I like strategy games. I love my I love my strategy games on my PC and everything. I like playing things like XCOM. I like playing things where you have to take big risks. And if you don't risk, then don't bother playing. You're going to play it wrong anyway. So this is right up that alley. I said before, this is basically a computer game thrown down to you as a board game. Mm. And it even works very much the same on the computer, uh, you know, the electronic release of said game. I'm sure if I actually sat down and scrutinized every little thing, yeah, I could find something I don't like and something wrong with it. But on the surface, the game is just, it works. It's mm -hmm. fun, and it really makes you think on how you're going to do this without screwing yourself up completely. Yeah. My only complaint, which kind of gets fixed with the big box version, is there's no insert. There's no way to store this game, you know. 
at, at all. Like you, you can just put things in baggies and that and throw it into a box. Well, PJ, there's, you like to there's you no like to organizer. Make things. Why don't we make a little box for this? Well, that's the thing. Is like now that I bought the big box that holds all the expansions and everything, it comes with these really nice like cardboard boxes. And so I have one box that only holds the cardboard bits. I have one box that only holds the cards. And I have another that only ho holds the tokens. And so with that, it you know came with it came with like some organization and things like that. Okay, well and, that's good. And the minis have these really cool plastic molds, so they don't get bent or damaged in any way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And this is also the first time <laughs> I've played with the airships that come with this game. I still don't know how to use them, and I didn't even use my airship. My airship is still at my base while I'm messing around the rest of the, the, the map here. Yeah, they definitely... Uh, you kind of forget about them. Uh, I mean, know? I'm like, so used to oh, playing right. without them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, all right, my airship. Forgot about you. Well, yeah, I, I, oh, I'm going to put these guys here, this guy here, and this guy here. All right, that's my two movements for the game. Ah, crap. Yeah. My airship. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm already where I want to be, so it doesn't matter. I yep. definitely forgot about my airship. Yeah, because you <laughs> sat in my territory. And the all the time. special <laughs> rules that the airship has, too. Like, every game, <clears throat> the rules for the airship changes. Okay. I which is really. That. Yeah. I just pulled two cards out at random, and the there's a confrontational card and a movement card. And so the movement card for us was it can move three spaces, and it also acts as a tunnel, so characters can just kind of warp to that if they're in a tunnel space. Then there's also... So you're telling me that this game, I could have been using that thing as a Super Mario Brothers pipe? Yes. Dang it. And uh, for confrontational, if someone else tried to move through an airship space, they would have to bring a resource along with them and pay a toll <laughs> to, to the airship. Ooh. Oh, so that's why you kept bringing those with you. <laughs> well, was, uh, I mean, that was a reason, but... It never worked out that way. But oh, <laughs> mostly because it can move three spaces, so I used it to carry my workers around. Well, good idea, good idea. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the airships are cool. They are underutilized because you just kind of forget. Like like you said, you you can only move two people at a time, so you have like an idea in your head of who you want to move, and you don't think about the airship right. that much. Right, it's an afterthought. Yeah. Unless I mean, which makes sense, which is why it was an expansion piece and right. not part of the core game because it's not it's not a, a it's not necessary uh, and that's that's okay because now next time we play this uh, if i keep that in mind i'll know well that's going to be a big component to my gameplay mm -hmm. all right uh usually we would talk about like fun and interesting stories that have happened to us while playing this I don't know if you have any, Dan. Owen, you just started. So. Yeah, I literally <laughs> just started today. <clears throat> I mean, I have I have a bunch of my solo experiences and things like that. Like, I went through the entire Rise of Fenris story, which is talking about the whole Nicola leaving and everyone fighting for, and it's like okay. a story based around. Well, that's it. pretty cool. Uh, uh, a so lot that's of really cool. a lot of my memories besides tonight come from you know our playthroughs mm -hmm. from before. Uh, such as facing off against you and you thinking you had complete victory when I had that extra point to kick your butt. <laughs> and so I've noticed, much combat. I've noticed in these combat games that you and I play, we always get one over on the other by something so stupid and minuscule. <laughs> it's always, uh -huh. always one it's point. It's always something stupid. Like, oh, I won this single-handedly. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I'm sorry. No. I had that little extra kick in the butt and you were like, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But again, you know, like I said, when it comes to the combat here, you really don't want to go guns blazing. Yeah. Um, and you, it's it really is a gamble in this game, which I think is just more alluring. Um, for me, because it's now you really have to strategize. Do I make that, or do I just wait for them to get out of the way so I can go to that spot that I wanted? One one last thing I want to say about components before we get into final thoughts is the core. I, w- I want to emphasize that the core components that come with the game are awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, like when I first opened the box for the very first time and I saw these awesome wooden tokens and these really thick cardboard money tokens and everything, like. It feels luxurious. Oh yeah! Before uh, you uh, get before the you get the upgrades, I thought it looked really, really good before. And when I you pulled this out today, I was like, "When the crap did you get that? <laughs> oh my gosh, that looks amazing!" Now, did this come with it, or did this money holder you print? Oh, I three D printed that. Of course, you three yeah. D printed that. Um, <laughs> I think I asked you that question today. I was like, did "Yeah, you probably." Yep. That? Yeah, yep. I should have known with the blue. I mean, the the blue kind of gave it away yep i was going to 3d print little boxes for each player's faction Stuff. that would have been i mean that's still not a bad idea you need to get your 3d printer i just working. need to get my 3d printer working come yep. over to my place and help me get my 3d printer working again yep uh so final thoughts you should print my dice tower <laughs> yeah i still need to get mine working <laughs> besides i had to print like two helmets before i can do anything else <laughs> All right, final thoughts. Okay. <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, for me, this is this is such a cool game. It is very impressive. <laughs> anyway, Dead Space. You left um, him speechless. <laughs> the game is really cool. I think it's definitely worth the money that you'll pay for it. Again, if you don't want to pay for the money... For this kind of setup, I mean, it is big. It's going to take up a lot of space, but you're still interested. Check out the the, the PC version or the you know the stuff that you can get from yeah, Steam. PC or mobile. Mobile. That's the thing I was thinking of. Yep. Um, well worth a fraction of the money that you're going to spend on the full yeah board game. Yeah, twenty bucks on PC, ten on mobile. That's <clears throat> fantastic. Well, really right is. now it's about fifty. It's fifty percent off for Steam. No, so, so it's you can you can get it for ten bucks. As someone that just started this, I highly recommend it to play it on like anything. To get the board game, to play it on like you said, PC or mobile, it's worth it. Yeah. I was curious about how you'd feel about because you looked lost for a good portion of the game. I, I did. <laughs> I. So I was curious if you're enjoying it or not. I was. I really wasn't sure. Oh. You're you're okay to be honest here. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> it's all right. I'm. Honestly, it still learning, still trying to get everything, but you were right when you said that it's like really simple. Because, I mean, it looks like take a lot in it, mm-hmm. but it, it's really not if you know what you're doing. Yeah, uh, that's the and, thing. You just have to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Once you learn the iconography of it all, like that's you know that's i think that's a that's a running theme with the games that we've been playing late, lately yeah it's it but, looks daunting <laughs> but if you get the rules down real fast it's really easy to play yeah oh and any more final thoughts <laughs> uh don't listen to us but highly recommend go play the game wherever you can find it we're yes just, we're just a bunch of idiots talking but hey this game's fun yeah this game is one of my favorites underneath uh thousands of others 
No, of my top ones, this is probably like my fourth, fourth favorite. Fourth favorite. Gloomhaven being one. Wow, well, obviously. Yeah. How how can you put that anywhere else? Yep. <laughs> Still waiting on that frost team to show up. Yeah, yeah. You let me know when that shows up. We're yeah. definitely playing. They're only five percent of the way through fulfillment. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> So well, it's gonna be a while. Well, uh, it's gonna be a while. You might not see that until like the middle of 2023. No, they said North America will be done fulfilling by January. So I okay. So don't look forward to that months. until March 2023. <laughs> but yes, this game uh, is worth every penny for sure. Definitely, definitely a, a good game to play by yourself. An even more fun game to play um, with friends or enemies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Enemies? Real, real quick, solo solo mode is. It's a good it's a good game to make enemies too. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's Monopoly. <laughs> real quick, I will say solo mode requires a lot of um, learning new rules for how the AI runs because mm-hmm. they are extremely aggressive. <laughs> and that's how it always is with these games. And like when you pull a, a card that says the character moves, they move immediately. To one of these, uh, to an encounter card spot, or just as close to the factory as they can get. Workers move as close up they can get. They skip as many spaces as they can, as lo- wherever they are surrounded by the most amount of allies. And so, like, it's a really aggressive system where you just see this river of like the enemy moving towards the factory every time you play. Oh wow! So it's so in the it, solo mode, they don't, it's play, don't dawdle. Yeah, don't dawdle at all because you will get steamrolled. So uh, there's an app that really helps with that called Scythe Kick. Oh, very cool. So uh, is, that, is that very much like the Dune uh, app that you get? Kind of. Dune feels more like you're playing with an actual person. This definitely feels like you're playing against a game. You know, like. Mm, okay. Yeah. It doesn't feel as much like you're playing against a person because in Dune, like, it can steal resources from you and stuff like that where they don't generate resources or anything like that. Right. They just produce and sh- you know just move forward the whole time just keep pushing oh boy yeah so solar mode is very hard and it takes a lot of learning to learn how they act but it's really valuable uh so nice. as a solo gamer i also recommend this game cool uh you could play this solo right Yes. Yeah. Have you played the solo, and what are your yeah i played through the entire campaign that's an expansion solo and it's fantastic. It's it in terms of solo games. This is my underneath Gloomhaven. It's my second <laughs> favorite solo game. Gloomhaven's my number one multiplayer and solo game for sure. Do you think it's more fun to play with other people or solo? Definitely with other people because you can like chat around the table while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You it know, takes it, time. Yeah, it's a lot of late nights when I was doing it solo and things like that. Just you know, because it's a long game. Yeah, it is a long game. Um, but just so good. just for reference, we did not finish our game tonight. Yep. Just so we could get this podcast out. Yeah. Luckily, two of us have already played. The other is just tipping their toes in. Yep. Yep. Just getting my feet wet. <laughs> That's right, true. On, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, everyone. Uh, yeah, d- definitely take a look at this game. Watch some videos of it. See if it's something for you. You can get if you watch other people playing the game on YouTube. Like you can get a good idea of if this is a game mm-hmm. that you want to get. Or again, get it on mobile. It's a lot cheaper that way, and see if it, you know it suits your playstyle that way too. So, uh, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah. Until next time, check out gamesoverboard.com for all of our other content. Email us at gamesoverboard at gmail.com. Uh, we have two other podcasts. 
which is Wellhouse Exorcism, where we talk about our true haunted house stories, and uh, then Danger and Dice, where we play D&D and get into all kinds of mischief. So thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Have a good one.